Bear Truthers, welcome back to episode 46 on the Bear Truth Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the holiness of God, how he is holy, how we should treat him, how we ourselves should be holy and more perfect every day to change ourselves to be better, to grow more and more every day, to be more like Christ. So without wasting any time, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So let's go ahead and start off like always with a verse from Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 which says for it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings amen brothers and sisters again thank you all for coming here uh, before we get into the episode any of you who are interested uh, we have links in the description of this podcast like instagram email my book go check those out especially the book you want to get it as a Christmas gift. Christmas is coming up. Any kind of gift for anyone you want to get for yourself. Help you get closer to the Lord. Things that I've been through. And just how to deal with basic things that a lot of people go through. Like love and forgiveness and stuff like that. If you're interested, go ahead and get the book as well. Most importantly, we have our email down below. Which you can send us messages and anything you need help with. Anyways, brothers and sisters, like I said in the intro. We are going to be talking about the holiness of God. We have to recognize that. God is a holy God, and we all understand this, right? We all understand this. We, we read the Bible, and we see that the Word of God says that He is holy. God is holy. We know that. God is perfect. We know that. God is not going to make no mistakes. We know that. God is perfect, and there's none like Him. Nobody can compare to Him. God is above all. He is the only one that needs to be praised and to be served, right? Amen. But, you see, we, we know this, but do we really know this is the question. Like, you know this, but do you really, really actually know this? And what I mean is there's a difference between reading something and then getting knowledge of and then actually like applying that to your life. You understand that God is holy and that he's perfect, but like this is supposed to change your life, something like this, right? You you read the word, you read that God is holy, that he's perfect, makes no mistakes, stuff like this. Nobody's like him. This should kind of change your life, your perspective on how you should live your life, your perspective on how you are as a person should change, right? Looking at God, you should just think, I need to be more like him. I need to change to be a better person every day. I need, to, I need to grow in God every day. And if I really read the word of God and I get close to God and I praise him and search him from the actual bottom of my heart, then the fact that he is holy and perfect and that there's none like him should change me and you, correct? I believe this is something that everyone understands. You see, we serve a holy God and a perfect God, but it's not changing us and it's not God's fault. But it is our fault because we need to start searching him from the bottom of our heart, right? Don't just start reading the Bible just to make a habit, you know. It's good to make a habit out of reading the Bible, but don't make a habit out of just reading the Bible because you think, oh, yeah, I got to read today. I got to read like five times today. And your goal is five times. So you read it five times and that's it. You're done, right? First of all, let's not put a limit on God. And second of all, when we come to read the word of God. Let's take into consideration that we want to have quality time. We don't want to just read the Bible like it's just some kind of book and then you get knowledge and then that's it, right? Because I got to preach next Sunday. I got to read the Bible, whatever, because I got to do this next time and I got to read the Bible. When you come read the Bible, when it's time and you feel called to come read the word of God, read the word of God and have quality time with God. More quality, right? And then quantity. That's what I like to say. Don't choose quantity over quality. It's, that's something that God has showed me recently, a while ago, actually not recently. Choose quality over quantity, right? It doesn't matter how many times you read, but it matters about the quality time you spend and changing and to be more like God every day. 
let's talk about God's holiness. There are some things that because he is holy, because God is holy and he is perfect, there is actually some things that he cannot do because he's holy and perfect. God can do anything, but there's also some things that he cannot do. All things are possible through Christ. We know that for us especially because we need this. We're weak. But because God is holy and he is perfect, there are some things that he cannot do. And we have to go over these things to realize these are some attributes of him being holy, right? Number one, everyone knows this. One thing that God cannot do is he cannot sin. Very clear. We all know this. God is perfect, cannot sin. He cannot look at sin, cannot do this thing. He is perfect, right? Cannot make any mistakes. Everything he does, he does it correctly, right? First, he cannot sin. Secondly, God cannot make mistakes. A lot of people have came to me a lot of times and they feel like they were put in this world without a purpose. You know, God just put them here and they're struggling. God has no purpose with them. That's not true. God put you in this life for a purpose. He didn't make a mistake bringing you into this life. He put you into this life. And yes, he didn't promise that it's going to be easy. It's going to be actually quite hard, right? But he gives us the Holy Spirit to make things easy to make it easier for us, right? He cannot make a mistake. So he's going to put you here. He's going to teach you through trials and tests, right? And Satan is going to come after you and attack you, but you're going to stand strong in God and God is going to fulfill his plan with you if you follow him though and give him your heart. So secondly, God cannot make mistakes. Thirdly, God is not early or late. He has perfect timing. A lot of people say that, oh yeah, God can be late. God can be early. Not true. That's a false heresy that has come into the church today. God has perfect timing, right? Don't pull out excuses from the Bible. Look at this situation. Look at that situation. God was late or God was early here. Let's not do that. God's timing is perfect. You cannot say that God is early or sometimes he's late. And then at the same time, another day you preach that God is having perfect timing. You can't do that. God has perfect timing, right? When he says now it should happen, if he says December 22nd, This person must be born. That person is going to be born. December 22nd, this is going to happen in that person's life. They're going to go through a hard time. Then it's going to happen. God has perfect timing. He's not early or late, period. So that's thirdly. God is not early or late. He has perfect timing. Fourth, God cannot change. God cannot change. We know that the word of God tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And a lot of people get confused about God not changing. Why does God say that he doesn't change if in the Old Testament, right, this law was brought, but then a different law was brought in the New Testament, right? God brought something new. He did not change anything, right? Right. Today, we don't do a lot of the things that the Old Testament says because something new was brought. Hebrews tells us, the book of Hebrews tells us a new thing was brought through Christ Jesus, right? Now we have Christ Jesus, who is the law now. He is the law. Christ Jesus is the law now. You know, not anymore how it was back then. We follow Jesus Christ, who is the law, and he gave us a new law, the most important one. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? So God did not change anything. God brought law back then and brought something newer and better for us today, right? Right? He didn't change anything. He brought something new. So fourthly, God cannot change. And lastly, fifth, God cannot contradict himself very clearly. And we see that a lot happening today. People are accidentally, you know, when they're preaching the word of God, they accidentally contradict themselves. And it makes it look like the Bible is contradicting the Bible. People, we have to be careful, brothers and sisters, how we preach the things we say to people. 
You got to make sure what you say is from God because without knowing, you accidentally tried to make the, the Bible contradict another verse in the Bible, which is not true, right? And a lot of people think today that are not Christians, of course, they believe they know the Bible verse that faith without works is dead, right? We know that we have to have faith and works working together. Otherwise, our faith is dead. But in another place, people say, oh, but you can't enter the kingdom of heaven with works. So the Bible's contradicting here. No, it's not. You must understand that and humble yourself that you cannot enter heaven just by your works. But at the same time, if you actually believe that God is real, you have faith in God, you believe in the word of God and what you are commanded to do, then you're going to do what the Bible says, right? So this is applying to be a doer of the word, right? It has nothing to do with entering the kingdom of heaven here with faith and works, right? If you believe God and his word is 100% true, then you must do it. You must be a doer and set the example. Just because we have to be a doer doesn't mean that our doer exemplatory things are going to make us enter the kingdom of heaven. Those are two separate things, but they work together, right? So hopefully you understood these things and these things helped you. These are five things that God cannot do. If you want to repeat and rewind and go over them again and hear me talk about them, go ahead. But God is holy. And brothers and sisters, I want to end off here. We know God is holy. We have to be changed then, right? The way you come to church, you can't just come to church or to a Bible study or to a night of prayer or reading your Bible. You can't come to God before him, a holy God, a perfect God with a dirty heart, right? And then maybe some of you are saying, well, then how do I get forgiven? Yes, you can come before God as you are to be cleaned. And he sees that you come before him with the heart of repentance. If you have a dirty heart, you have to come before him with the heart of repentance. And he knows your heart, the word of God. The word of God shows us that he knows the heart. That's why when he picked David, he didn't pick somebody by the outward appearance. He picked David because he knew his heart, right? It's the same thing with you. If you come before God with a dirty heart and you don't care, you're being hypocritical, stuff like that, you're not going to be received before him like that. But when you come before him with a repentful heart and you want to turn from your wickedness and the dirtiness, our holy, amazing, merciful God is going to accept you and clean you. And before every time you pray, before you start Bible study, before you start prayer, before you go to church, pray and say, Lord, forgive me, clean me. I take off my sandals, which represents the world, right? Just like God told Moses, take off your sandals. And for us today, that can represent the world. Take off the world off of you and never go back to the world. Be clean in the sight of God. If you know that God is holy and perfect, you have to come before him, not in just any kind of way. You're coming before our king. The most important king in this whole world is God, Jesus Christ. You can't come before him any way you want. You must come before him clean, prepared, ready to serve and everything. And brothers and sisters, like I said earlier in the beginning of this episode, this must change you. This concept and we have faith that God is holy and he's perfect. We know this and we believe this. Then this thing must change you if you really believe this and have faith in this. You must be changed and you're not going to change yourself. God has to change you. And if you believe and if you feel convicted right now that you have to change, note to self, you cannot change yourself, but come before God with a repentful heart and ask him to change you because we are too weak to change ourselves, to let go of the world. God can break chains that we cannot break. And the Holy Spirit will come when you come in and ask him, God, set me free from these chains, from this world, from the addictions. The Holy Spirit will come and break these things and give you a new perspective and a new beginning. And God will help you in everything. Brothers and sisters, God bless you. Live every day knowing that God is holy and perfect. He sees everything you do. So live with the fear of God as well. Because this is why Israel fell, because they had no fear of God. But we must have fear of God. Amen. 
Coming to the end of episode 46 on the Bear Truth Podcast, hopefully this podcast episode helped you, convicted you, and put you back on the right path. Walk every day, whether you're at work, school, or alone. Wherever you are, just walk with the conscience that God is holy, that God is perfect, and that we must fear Him in every moment. And the fear of God is not to fear something like a spider. It's not like fearing a spider or fearing dog or heights. The respect, it's the most utter respect you could ever have. That's what the fear of God is. The most utter respect you could ever have for anything or for anyone. That belongs to God. God bless you guys. May he be with you, help you, and guide you. Amen.